The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. Gentlemen, welcome back to another edition, the second official edition of Beat the Odds with S-Y-E. You know me, I am your humble host, Bryce Benjamin, along with my co-host, my guy, man of the hour, got him, hype him up, Mr. Ed Reuter, via satellite. What's good, dude? Oh, I'm I'm just living life out here, man. I, I can't wait to to get into some of our picks here for this week. Uh, I do have to give one little shout out on a, on a little bit of a sad note, though. So I'm going to bring us down for just a second, you know. But then I'm going to lift us back up, of course. But okay. sad news today: uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and uh, that that's a sad day for America. She was a longtime Supreme Court justice, and she fought for women's rights and for the rights of minorities for. Uh, a long period of her life, and uh, she really served this country. She's one of the few people I don't usually get all, you know, emotional or political too much. But she was a really a person who served uh, for many, many years and did a lot of great things for this country. And she just passed away a few hours ago. So, big shout out to RBG. Uh, did a lot of terrific things. That's a fact, but, bro. That's a fact. Um, now, now we got that out of the way. Yeah, uh, so I had to say that. I feel like it'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention her tonight because it's it's weighing heavily on my mind. But I'm ready to get in some picks with you, my man. Yeah, that's a fact. And real quick, just to touch on that a little bit. Um, you know, politics, there's a lot of just crooked people and there's a few good people in there. And um, yeah, man, we, we definitely lost one today. So RIP to her and then, uh, you know, um, prayers out to her family and everything. So but, you know, moving on here, uh, we're going to talk week two NFL picks. And um, yeah, man, we I think we did a good episode last week. Uh, I the picks, I think we, uh, you know, week one, a little bit rusty. We kind of had to get a feel for how these teams, we didn't see them play. There's no preseason. We just got training camp reports pretty much. So um, week two, I think we're going to have much cleaner picks. We kind of got an idea of what these teams are. And um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this. So we are drawing, we are picking, or excuse me. We are looking from the lines on uh DraftKings Sportsbook, DraftKingsSportsbook.com. And um yeah, let's go ahead and kick it off, man. The first game on the slate here. 1 p.m. game, San Francisco traveling to the Netherlands. Is this still the Netherlands? Meadow, Meadow, what is it now? The Netherlands, did you say that? Did really I say the, the, the Meadowlands? It's, it's the Meadowlands, right? They're going to be overseas. They're going to be uh, doing some Dutch shit this weekend in the Netherlands. <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's my favorite mistake you've ever made. That's that's incredible. The the Dutch Jets, um, Meadowlands, yes, uh, yeah. So it's in New in New Jersey for the game. And uh, what's your what's your feelings on it? We got a we got a, the Jets as seven point dogs. What do you think here? Um, so looking at this game, watching looking at the Jets last week, they played Buffalo. Uh, they lost seventeen to twenty seven. It really wasn't even that close. That that was a bad. This Jets team might be the worst team in football. Um. They're bad. Like Sam Darno has no protection. Offensive line is shitty still. He has zero weapons. Le'Veon Bell is a bus signing. He's done. 
their defense, they ha- they lost Jamal Adams. They traded him. They lost CJ Mosley. He opted out. They just look like shit. Uh, they might go, they might go 0-16. They, <laughs> they just might go 0-16. So obviously, you know, I'm picking in this game. I'm rolling with San Fran. San Fran didn't look too hot last week either. They went against the Cardinals and albeit, you know, Cardinals, Kyler Murray is fucking awesome. I love that guy. Um, he just ran rampant all over that team, but they don't have to worry about that with San for, or for with New York's uh, uh offensive line and their their offense in general. I think this defensive line is just gonna just devour Sam Downer. I honestly feel bad for this dude, man. He sees Ghost, he's gonna see more Caspers, and um, yeah, it's it's gonna be bad. Uh, I have it as a score of of uh well, let me say this: the 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 Niners are favored by minus seven and the over under is 41 and a half um this is an easy one for me i got the niners i got them winning big i think it's gonna be just under the uh over under i got the jets win- or niners winning 30 to 10 myself blowout fashion might not even be that close but there you go i love it buddy i i'm, I'm right with you on this one the only the only thing that i would say that we might differ on a little bit is the final score i think it's going to be a little bit closer than that but i'd still be betting the 49ers here um i could see where the 49ers just kind of get all over them and dominate the game and just kind of grind out the the second half in a low scoring ball game so um it's notable that the Jets offense is terrible and san fran's defense is really good but it's also notable that san fran's offense is uh, inflicted with some injuries this week. So George Kittle's out. Uh, it looks as though Debo Samuel is still going to be out. And uh, they didn't exactly move the ball really well last week either. So I still like the Niners here by seven or more, but lower scoring like 24 to 10, something like that. Definitely going with the under. Yeah, yeah, definitely, bro. Yeah, the Jets just bad, man. They just, did you watch that game? Yeah, the the Bills game. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I just feel this as though gross. if they had trouble, as as good as the Bills defense is, uh, the the 49ers front seven is really scary. Uh, you know, just Bosa alone is uh, enough to give anybody nightmares. But that uh, the entire front seven is really good in San Fran, mm-hmm. and uh, I think there's going to be some more ghosts before Halloween for Mister Darnold. Yeah, I feel bad for that dude, man. But anyways, I'm glad it's not my team. I feel bad for Jets fans. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. We got the Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers. Um, right now, the line for this game, Green Bay is favored minus six and a half at home. Over under is 49 and a half. Reuter, I toss, I toss this one to you, sir. What are your thoughts on this game? Well, uh, you know, coming into the season, you know, I might have had a, a little bit different story here. I, I might have thought a little bit less about Green Bay, which would have been incorrect. And I might have thought a little bit better about Detroit. But I just watched the Detroit team last week that gave up three fourth quarter touchdowns to Mitchell Trubisky, who uh, <laughs> I'm not that's, here. To, I'm not here to trash my man, Mitch. That just sounds funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is one that we might not hear again all year long. So you heard it here first and last on SYE. Imagine uh, being the team that gave up three fourth quarter touchdowns. <laughs> it's so like Mitch Trubisky somehow remembered how to play football in the fourth quarter against these Lions. Oh, and, uh, the Lions, I will say this the Lions still had an, an opportunity to win the game. DeAndre Swift drops a sure touchdown wide open to lose the game for Detroit. Mm-hmm. But uh, with that being said, I mean, Rodgers just came out and just dominated what I think could be a good Vikings defense. And the Lions do not have a good defense. So I think this is 
Uh, one of my locks for the week. I mean, this is about as a sure thing as you can get. Green Bay at home, only minus six and a half. I feel like uh, Green Bay could absolutely blow them out. Uh, I think we're going to see an over here. I could see a little bit of a shootout. Uh, Stafford might put some points on the board as well, especially in garbage time. But I think this is a route for Green Bay, like uh, like thirty five to thirty five to thirty or something somewhere along those lines. It's it's going to be or excuse me, I, I meant thirty five to twenty. Yeah, I was going to say thirty five yeah. to thirty is a pretty good game. I, yeah, no, I apologize, I misspoke. Thirty five to twenty, and it won't even be that close. I I have a feeling it's going to be like thirty to ten all game long, and then you know teams tend to you know go into prevent defense and tighten it up at the end. But yeah, around thirty five to twenty. And it won't even be as close as a score. Easy one for the Packers. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Um, Detroit, they look good to start. And then like Chicago, just Trubisky, like you said, three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. DeAndre Swift drops a uh, a game-winning touchdown from Stafford. That kind of sucked. And um, yeah, this Detroit defense is not good, um, is, a, is a nice way to put it. And on top of that, they're going to be missing Desmond Trufant, their second corner. Uh, Okuda should be making his debut. He's a full participant in practice all week. So that's good for them. I honestly don't think it matters though. I just think green Bay, like what they did to the Minnesota last week was very impressive. Aaron Rodgers looks back. Okay. A rod is back, bro. He, that fire looks like that them drafting that quarterback in the first round, definitely lit a fire under him. Um, right now he might be the leading candidate for MVP, albeit it's just week one. And, um, yeah, I just think they're going to just rain hell on this Detroit team. Uh, I got A-Rod going crazy, another probably three, four touchdown performance. And I think it's going to be a blowout as well. Um, I have it as a final score of 38-24. So I'm rolling with Green Bay. I'm rolling with the over. And I, the, I'm just giving Detroit 24 as like garbage as like garbage time points. Like I just think that Green Bay is going to score. Like it's going to be like 35 to like fucking 10. And then, you know, Detroit might get a couple of touchdowns late in the fourth quarter to kind of make it look better. But they're just going to kick their asses. Like, so it's a division game. Um, Detroit usually play them tough, but nah, nah, I'm not going for it. With it. And by the way, Kenny Galladay is out as well. So the top, top threat for Detroit is also out. I just, I think it's gonna be a route. I think Green Bay destroys them. Real quick, Adrian Peterson, man. That dude is not human. Like he, <laughs> he's a freak of nature. He's legit created in a laboratory. Like there's certain players in sports uh, LeBron James, Adrian Peterson, Mike Trout, they just created in labs. He's one of them, man. Like, this is ridiculous. Dude is 34 years old, almost ran for 100 yards last week. He ever seven yards of carry last week. Shout out to AP. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, but no, yeah. He's, he's a special player. 93 yards last week. He's somebody who, um, he's just one of those classic players. I said there's a few in my lifetime that I have no doubt that you could have put on any team in any era, and they would have been really, really good. And that's... And that's definitely AP is one of those. So absolutely more power to him, man. Shout out to AP. All right, moving on. We have the Buffalo Bills traveling down to Miami to take on your Miami Dolphins, Rooter. And um, you want to go ahead and take this one first? This is your Dolphins team. You know them better than anybody. Sure, sure. I know this team. And and again, puzzling this week, the, uh, the low spreads here. Uh, you know, the, the Lions only giving away six or the lions only getting six and a half on the road and the dolphins only getting five and a half against a team that I think they're going to be really outclassed against. And, uh, I, I just don't understand. Um, I said last week that I really thought that this dolphins team could beat the Patriots. I really thought we had turned a corner with Brian Flores. I thought we had turned a corner, uh, with, with the team's mentality at the end of last year. And I just saw a lot 
of the same stuff that I've been seeing for years, just ineptitude on offense. Um, can't stop a, a running quarterback, which has been the Dolphins Achilles heel for, for many years now. And uh, just more of the same, uh, right around the corner, we've got a, a very good defense with Buffalo and guess what? Uh, a scrambling quarterback who's built exactly in that Cam Newton mold, big, tough running quarterback. Uh, I think that the, the bills win this one pretty handily. They're going to go down and handle their business. They're going to start out two and oh, they're going to give the bills fans all kinds of crazy hope <laughs> for a, for a huge hey, season. Hey. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to hear a lot of that. You're going to see all kinds of crazy stuff on, on social media, you know, all the let's go Buffalo and the, the AAA stuff. And, uh, it'll be a sad day for me at the old Reuter residence, but, oh boy. but, uh, I'm, I'm going with Buffalo here and we're going to call it, we're going to call it the, the under actually here, the unders at 41. I see this being just one of those ugly games. Uh, Miami might be able to D up a little bit, kind of like what they did with new England. I believe the score was only, uh, last week when, when Miami played the Patriots, it was 21 to 11. I could see it being another very ugly game like that. Even though the over-under is at 41, I put this game at like a, you know, 20 to 10, somewhere in that range. It's going to be ugly and uh, the Bills win. Yeah. Um, I got a question for you real quick. Do you think that the weather will play a factor for Miami because uh, they're traveling, Buffalo traveling down from Western New York down to South Beach? And um, you think like the hot Miami weather could play a factor in their conditioning? Um. I don't think so. I mean, I think the whole time they've been conditioning, it was like 4,000 degrees up here in Buffalo. So they might've had a little feel <laughs> for that in the, in the off season. So I think, I think they'll be just fine. I think it would be a, a bigger advantage for a team that's not used to the snow to come up to play in the snow than it is for a team to go out and play in some heat. So I think the bills will be just fine. It's the first road game of the year. So that can always be a little wonky. Maybe that's why the, you know, that's why the score or the, excuse me, the spread is what it is, but I think easy call Buffalo bills, you know, by 10 or more. I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast and he made a good point saying that he thinks that these spreads are going to be a little out of whack because like, first of all, we didn't see these teams play and it's going to take until about week four until you start to see these lines look more like predictable or more correct. So, um, and yeah, I'm with you. I think Buffalo should be able to handle Miami pretty, pretty decently. Although, um, I think that uh, with your guys as cornerbacks, Xavier Howard and then also Byron Jones, I think that you guys could give Josh Allen some fits there if you guys can somehow maintain the run. If you guys can somehow not allow Buffalo to just run all over you guys, uh, if you make Josh Allen throw the ball, then I think you guys could have a shot and make it more competitive. Um, You guys have to establish a run on offense, and then Fitzpatrick just has to not – just th- not not turn the ball over like he does, like he did and like he does. So um, I have Buffalo winning this game as well. I got it at a score of 27 to 17. And uh, I got the over, although I wouldn't touch the over under in this game. I'm a little bit scared on that one because, I, you know, Josh Allen could be one of those guys where uh, he, he looked phenomenal last week against the Jets and he comes down against Miami. He might look like Josh Allen that we don't love too much. So um, <laughs> I got 27, 17 Buffalo. Um, by the way, quick fact, Buffalo is the only team that actually plays in the state of New York. Did you know that, that Ruder? That is true. I, I know that because uh, Josh Allen called that out at a press conference talking about <laughs> uh, being the only team that really plays in New York. Yeah. So, yep. So uh, the Jets and Giants should change their name. It shouldn't be the New York Jets and Giants. It should be the New Jersey Jets and Giants. I'm just saying. I'm not going to lie. Those both sound better, too. With that J, that J alliteration, mm-hmm. Jets and Giants and the letter J. So I, th- I think I'm all about it, man. You feel me? 
Jersey Jets. Jersey that, that's got a ring to it. That do. Yeah, we should patent that. Jersey Jets. That's a t-shirt um, waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, next game on the slate here. We got Denver traveling to Pittsburgh to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And no, I'm sorry. Wrong game. Uh, Minnesota Indy. That's the next game on the slate. My bad. Uh, so we got Minnesota Indianapolis on the next game. And uh, right now the spread Minneapolis or Indianapolis Indy, I'm going to say is my, can you say that Indianapolis, Minneapolis? Can you say that five times fast? <clears throat> Here we go. Indianapolis, Minneapolis, Indianapolis, Minneapolis. Right, you Indianapolis. Your point. I got it. I'm all over it. <laughs> I'm like a rapper right now. I'm like Dylon, Dylon, Dylon over here, man. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Give me all the words. I'm spitting bars over here. That's a good name in cities. Shout out to Chappelle, man. <laughs> um, all right. So we got Indy versus Mini and uh, Indianapolis is minus three at home against the Vikings. Um, I'm going to st- take this one, Ruder. Um so watching the Colts, they they, uh, they played the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars last week. And pretty much everybody was saying that this Jaguars team was the worst team in football, right, going into the season. And, you know, for good reasons. Like, they literally gave away all their best players. But uh, Minshew Magic, I, I it's, it's real, bro. Like, I posted on Facebook my overreaction Monday. Um, I'm about 95% all in on Minshew Magic about this time. And Phillip Rivers just looks old. And like like he did last year, he just looks old and not really good anymore. Like he's going to throw for some yards. You know, he threw for over 300 la- yards last week against 363 to be specific. A touchdown, two terrible interceptions. Um, they threw, they made him throw 46 times. I don't think that's a recipe for for winning at this stage in his career. Like the man's what, 37, 38 years old. He's got about 20 kids. So, I mean, right. how much, how much juice does this guy have left? Juice, um, liter- literally and figuratively, he's out of juice. <laughs> he's so fruitful, that one. Minnesota, I mean, I don't love Minnesota offense either. I'm not a big Kirk Cousins guy, as you already know. Um, they He's able to put up some points against Green Bay late in the, in the fourth quarter. Um, that was really just a blowout. But uh, I kind of like Minnesota in this game. Um, I like them. I like them getting three points. I think they're going to win this game outright. And uh, I like the over. I got the I got the Vikings winning 31-28. So um, I'm going with the Vikes on this one. I don't trust Phillip Rivers at this point. I think that the Vikings can run the ball down Indianapolis' throat because that defense is not very good. Kirk Cousins can work off a of play action. And, um, yeah, I think it, they, they win this game by a field goal, man. Um, by the way, I don't really like picking by field goals because after last week's performances by kickers, yeesh. Oof, rough week. I was rough I was watching a friend of the show, Pat McAfee. Uh, I, just, I just always wanted to say friend of the show. So. Hey, let's say hey. it. Hey, there he is, friend of the show, Pat McAfee. speak it into existence, baby. <laughs> That's right. You, you say it until it's true. So friend of the show, Pat McAfee, I uh, was watching him, and uh, he was saying that this was the most missed kicks like in the last 20 years in a, in a week one game, and he was thinking it was because of the lack of uh, you know game time pressure kicks you know in the preseason and things like that. So uh, brutal. I think there was like 19 missed field goals and five missed extra points, which was by far and away the most in a week one in, in a long, long time. So gross, ugh, ugly, That's ugly stuff. Gross. But I, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to concur here. I think, you know, Minnesota getting points here is a farce. I think Minnesota wins this game outright. Uh, I mean, they got blown up. They, they lost by, they lost by nine to a very good Packers team. And Aaron Rodgers Rogers was, 
he was magical. I, you watch some of the throws and the receivers recovered. He, he's just beat He was just spectacular. That Vikings defense is going to be better than they showed. And uh, I, I think you're right about the run game. Everything you said, I just completely agree with. I also think it's going to be a high scoring game though. Uh, I think Philip Rivers figures it out a little bit. The, the Vikings are going to work out some kinks over time, but uh, yeah, I give it to, to the Vikings outright uh, 35 to 20. And we're going to go with the over as well. My only concern with the Vikings defense also is that pass rush. Cause they gave Aaron Rodgers literally like just the time of day. Like he just was able to sit back, you know, grab a glass of lemonade, take a sip and then find Devontae Adams just streaking down the field for a touchdown. Like every single drop back is ridiculous. But um, we'll see. I think, it, you know, and, and the offensive line is amazing. But Phillip Rivers, I'm not a big fan, man. These old quarterbacks, just old quarterbacks in general, like they all just look bad, man. They just all look old. And and it's, it kind of sucks because, like, I remember watching these guys come into the league and they just dominate. Now it's just like, ah, uh, I don't know no more. Um, well, well, I think it's going to take them a little bit more time than the younger cats to, to get out there and, uh, you know, shake off some of the rust. You know, Very fair. Very fair point. 22 year old, 22 years old and you're spry and you're incredibly athletic. I think it's easy to get out there and run around. I think when you're old and you've, you've got to shake off some rust, big Ben looked old. Uh, I felt like even though, even though they won, I felt like, uh, rivers looked old. Brady looked old, but it's gonna take them some time. You know, they'll, they'll figure this out again. No OTAs. It's hard to get into game shape without it. When you're older, uh, trust me, I know I'm like these dudes age almost now. So, um, but, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be all right. But, uh, it's going to take some time, Minnesota, all day. Next. Next on the list. Now we have the Denver Broncos versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And right now the line, Pittsburgh, is favored at minus seven. Over under is 40 and a half. Um, Pittsburgh defense Monday night was very impressive. Uh, that front seven, man, you – you look around the NFL and find me a better front seven than Pittsburgh Steelers because they was just destroying Denver and uh, that offensive line. And I felt bad for for Jake Locker. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not 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 Denver, um, New York. And Saquon Barkley couldn't do shit. Like he he legit had like what nine ten. Like it was ridiculous stat line. I, 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 he couldn't do nothing. Like he could not run the ball. Um, so I think it's going to be more of the same with the Broncos. I think that they're going to take away the running game from this Broncos team. And I think that uh, they're going to make, they're going to make uh, uh, Jake. Is it Jake Locker? No, it's Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Where did I get Jake Locker from? Drew Locke. Jake Locker was an older, shittier quarterback that was very young that never made it into anything. Yeah, Drew Locke. Despite the fact that I thought he would do something, he never did. So <laughs> I remember he's like projected to be a first overall yeah. pick that I, year he came out. And yeah, he looked good for like one game. And I thought, wow, this guy's going to be awesome. And then he was not awesome. So, so yeah, Drew, Drew Locke. I like Drew Locke. Um, I like what Denver did with that offense and just getting him weapons, Jerry Judy and, and Handler, and they already got Cortland Sutton. Um, that offensive line, I just think, is going to get abused by this Pittsburgh team. And Big Ben, shout out to Big Ben, man. Like, I said it, like, yo, he looked terrible first, and then he just kind of just got better and better and better. Um, that elbow injury is a little bit concerned for me because he had to rap on it, and, uh, you know, he's 38 years old, so... I still think they're going to win. Um, I got it by a score of 20 to 13. So I'm picking the under. And uh, I think, well, Pittsburgh doesn't cover because they're only minus seven. But 20 to 13 and um, Pittsburgh wins this game. I'm with you. Who who really stood out to me was Bud Dupree. I don't know if you had a, had a chance to watch Monster. the game in full. But Bud Dupree 
I mean, I always liked him a lot as a player. He just, it seems like if he continues to play like this, he's taking it to an absolute different level. He looked awesome. That's that uh, franchise tag play, baby. It, it it might be. I mean, maybe that lit a fire up under him. I think the Broncos are playing hurt right now. They're missing Cortland Sutton. I think losing Von Miller, I, if you could imagine a bigger blow to a team right before the season starts than losing a guy like Von Miller, who's one of the best leaders on and off the field, uh, just a tremendous playmaker. So you're, you're down basically your best offensive weapon and your best defensive player. It, it's going to be tough sledding for them for right now. So I, I agree. I, I like Pittsburgh by a little bit more at home. Uh, I could definitely see the under, but I'm going to go like 27-10 Steelers. 27-10 Steelers. Okay, beautiful. All right, moving on. Next game on the slate here, we got the Carolina Panthers versus the Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay (laughs) Buccaneers. TB12. Um, Yeah, TB12 was not looking TB12-ish. Right now, Tampa Bay is favored, minus eight. The over-under is 47.5. Ruder. What's your thoughts, man? My thoughts are uh, Matt Rule. I I thought interesting play calls last week. Matt Rule, I thought, was supposed to be this creative, you know, uh, intuitive mind out there that was supposed to, you know, kind of change the way the Carolina Panthers played. Uh, You know, one call, you know, it was fourth and one, and he he does a dive with the fullback when you've got Christian McCaffrey back there, and uh, he got stuffed, and that, that ended up costing him the game. I thought they played pretty well against the Raiders team, uh, but I think we're going to finally see Tampa Bay put it together this week. And uh, I think they're going to smother Carolina because I think that the Raiders D is absolute trash and Tampa Bay's defense could be legit. And uh, yeah, man, I think that's going to be big trouble for, for Carolina. Uh, I like Tampa Bay by more than 10 and I I don't even think it's going to be close 30 to 30 to 17. uh, That puts them right right underneath the over of 47.5. So I'm going to go with the under, but uh, Tampa Bay all the way. I disagree. Yes. Um, I'm going to disagree. It's more, it's more fun when you disagree, buddy. I promise. Yeah. I uh, watching that Tampa Bay game last week against New Orleans, I was not impressed at all, bro. Tom, Tom Brady, and I'm, I, I get it. The TB12 diet, he eats avocado ice cream and, uh, he drinks alkaline water and, you know, he doesn't eat red meat and, you know, all this other shit. Like, awesome, 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 awesome dude and got supermodel wife and shit like that. But as a football player, watching the product on the field that this, that he produced, um, yeah, that looked bad. Like, he looked all 43 years old. Like, all of it. Like, every single bit of 43 he can't push the ball down the field no more, Ruder. Like, he got these two big-ass athletic receivers and tight ends, and he can't get them the ball. Like, I, and people were saying, like, okay, it's miscommunication, and, you know, this is the first time that they're really playing together in a game, and I get it. I understand that, and that makes a lot of sense. However, I also notice a lot of just ducks in the air. Just a lot of ducks just floating in the air and just so easy to swap down or pick off. He looked terrible, and, like, everybody's trying to make him, like, all this feel-good shit. Oh, yeah, you know, he threw for 239 yards. He threw two touchdowns. He accounted for another 100 yards in P- uh, PIs. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's all fine and dandy and everything. But, like, they lost the game, and honestly, the game wasn't wasn't close throughout the whole thing. Like, New Orleans took it to them. Um, Carolina, they they was able to hang pretty tough with the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Raiders defense ain't nothing. They're like, oh, wow, it's the Raiders defense. You know, is, is their, their 
average at best. But um, I like this Carolina team, man. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think that he can manage the game. Christian McCaffrey, you know, just give him the ball as many times as you need to. And I think this Carolina defense can do just enough to slow down Tampa Bay, honestly. I don't see a high-powered offense from Tampa Bay yet. Until I do, it's kind of hard for me to predict that they will turn it around when, like, Bruce Arians is fucking calling out his quarterback. He's like, man, he was Tom Brady in, in practice. I don't know what the hell happened. Like, God damn, you got your head coach saying that about you? Um, I like Carolina in this game. I'm going with the under, but I'm going Carolina 20 to 17. And uh Tampa, yeah, Tampa Bay starts off 0-2. And uh it's not a good look right now for them boys. So that's that's just my take on it. Well, By the way, um, um, real quick, I'm sorry. Uh the wide receiver, Mike Evans, was a full participant in practice, so he should be able to play. So I mean, they got some good news there for them. Uh though Chris Godwin is doubtful. Okay. Well, I think the good news is you're not going to have to wait very long to see what this offense is capable of because I think they're going to come out and throw all over these boys. I think you were right. I think the thing that where you said it best, where you nailed it, was the two long uh, pass interference calls that would have otherwise been caught. I think if you if you go on here and you're 25 of 38 for over 300 yards, all of a sudden that's looking like a little different story. The one thing I'll say, I kind of looked it up uh, before we started this, uh, three games in a row, Brady's had a pick six now. And they're oftentimes on those throws to the outside of the field where that arms may be a little bit weaker. He's not getting there with as much zip and these corners are jumping those routes. So that's interesting. That's something to keep an eye on, but I, I, I like that. We disagree on one here, pal. I like it. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to talk about this one after Sunday, but, uh, Nice hearing your thoughts on it. Yeah, I got a couple of upsets, Rude. I think we're going to disagree on a couple of them, by the way, I was so tempted to tweet. Tom Brady doing his best Jameis Winston impersonation when he threw that pick six. Like, I just I knew I just knew everybody was going to be on that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to dial back and I'm going to let everybody have that one. <laughs> let it out there. Yeah. Let, so let everybody else have it. Just throwing it out there. All right. Um, next game on the slate here. We got the New York football Giants, New Jersey Giants versus the Chicago Bears. Mitch Trubisky led Chicago Bears fourth quarter king comeback. Um. <laughs> King Mitch. Yeah, that's all I got. King comeback. That's all I got for him. Uh, In this game here right now, the Giants are. Oh, wow. Chicago is actually favored by minus five and a half. Okay, that makes sense. They're at home. And over under is 42. Um, I don't like this game. Like, I honestly, I'm not touching this game uh, in terms of like betting on it. I got the Giants winning 23 to 13. Um, I think that Mitch Trubisky fourth quarter comeback against Detroit was a fucking fluke. I don't believe in this dude whatsoever. And Allen Robinson is now disgruntled. And I can understand why. First of all, they're not paying him to play with this shitty ass quarterback. So <laughs> I'll be pissed off too if I'm not getting paid what I think I should be getting paid. Um, I think the Giants ran into a tough first game draw against Pittsburgh's defense. So I think that they come back in this game and look a lot better, especially Saquon Barkley. Uh, the way that Adrian Peterson was able to gas his Bears defense last week, I think Barkley can do the same and more. So I think they're going to give a whole lot of Barkley. I think that uh, Jones, Danny Dimes, is going to look a lot sharper. And I think the Giants defense will be able to hold the Bears under two touchdowns. So I have it as a score of 23 to 13. New York, and I'm picking the uh, under as well. All right. Well, we're not going to have to wait long for another disagreement. Um, I just think that the Giants looked terrible. Um, I, I, I like I like Slayton. 
you said you're not a believer in Mitch Trubisky. I am more of a believer in Mitch Trubisky than I am Danny Dimes. Mm. I think that Danny Dimes is a myth. I think that he came out and had one good game, and it was something that it planted in our minds because there was so much hate around that draft pick. And you know, and then Danny Dimes came out and he had a couple of good games, one really good game and a, a not a bad follow up game. But he was really pedestrian the rest of the season. And uh, I, I'm just not a believer in this Giants team at all. I think they're very bad. I don't think Chicago is that great, but I like them at home. I, I like them by a touchdown, and I like the under as well. Um, I, I think that uh, we're going to be looking at something like a 20 to 10, just an ugly game. Both quarterbacks playing poorly, probably. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like this Giants team at all. It, it, it didn't seem as though uh, Saquon could get it going. That, that's pretty obvious. Uh, I don't know that it was just the opponent, though. I think that offensive line is terrible. Uh, they no push whatsoever. It wasn't like they were like amazing plays busting him up in the backfield. It was just no push uh, at all. And uh, you know Saquon's really talented. So if they they can't get any push for this guy, uh, they're they, they're they're going to have problems all year. So uh, I go the Bears, the under, and that's my two cents on that one. All right, boom. Moving on, we got Atlanta ATL. Hope against the Dallas Cowboys, America's most overrated football team. Um, right now, the Cowboys are minus four and a half. That line changed a little bit last time I looked at it. Minus four and a half, over under is 53 and a half. Uh, I've marked this, guy, this game down as the game of the week in terms of you want to see high-powered and high-scoring, then uh, you tune into this game. But, Ruder, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm actually with you. I could see this being one of those ridiculous shootout type games because I am not a believer in either defense. Uh, Matt Ryan showed that he can still sling the ball around. He's got two really good receivers there with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And I think that he's going to do more of the same on a very porous uh, Dallas Cowboys defense. Mike McCarthy came out. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like he just kind of Jason Garretted them into another loss last week, uh, you know, running the ball while there's 40 seconds left in the game on the final drive, trying to come back down to, to, to win the game. Uh, very interesting there. But again, I think there's too much firepower on that team as well uh, between just the, the receiving core uh, with, with uh, Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to be very tough to stop. The Falcons defense looked terrible as well. And uh, I, I agree with you when you said there. So our first agreement in a, in a few games here, uh, I like it. Let's go with Dallas. I call it huge 40 to 32 Dallas. It's going to be a big high scoring game. I think you looked at my damn paper before we started this podcast. Cause like my score is literally 40 to 33 Dallas. Like get out of here. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah, um, I could see it, man. This, this could be an, this could be a, this could be a shootout. It could be a yeah. fun one to watch. Yeah. It's going to be a pure shitout, bro. Um, I watched, I watched this Atlanta. I watched the highlights of the Atlanta Seattle game. Seattle just torched this defense. Like Russell Wilson did whatever the fuck he wanted to. Uh, Atlanta's deep. I compared Atlanta to the Houston Rockets of the NFL. It's just all offense. It's just nothing but threes and there's zero defense whatsoever, like whatsoever. And um, I think this is just going to be Dallas. Like I looked at Dallas last week and I didn't see anything too tremendous from their defense. Um, I think that uh, they lost the two linebackers. Vander Esch, he's going to be gone for a while. And now Sean Lee looks like he's hurt. Their secondary was already trash. Their defensive line, Audis Smith. Shout out to Audis Smith. He looks solid. Um, he looked really good against the Rams last week. Um, I think Zeke Elliott is just going to have a field day against this Atlanta defense. I think Dak is going to find those three receivers, that three-headed monster at receiver. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a score of 40 to 33. I'm betting the over. I'm betting on Dallas. 
And uh, I think it's going to be a good game, though. I think it's going to be very enjoyable for the casual fan who just want to see score uh, points scored. Tune in. Um, and, yeah, you're going to see a treat. This is going to be a good game for fantasy owners, too. If you got some fantasy players on these two teams, definitely play them. Um, all right, moving on. The next game on the slate here, we got the Jacksonville Jags versus the Tennessee Titans. Right now, the Titans are favorite at minus seven and a half. Over under is 44. Ruder, you mind if I take this one first? No, I go for it, buddy. It's all yours. I said I'm about 95% in on Minshew Mania, and I'm not lying, Ruder. I, I like this kid, man. I really do. Albeit, like, you go look at his stat line. He didn't do anything too spectacular. Like, he had one incompletion, very impressive, 19 of 20 for only 173 yards and three touchdowns. Very conservative, very conservative play calling by the Jaguars offense. But um, he didn't make a mistake. You know, as a young QB, you didn't make, you don't make mistakes. That's very, very keen for me. Um, I mean, I, I grew up watching Kyle Bowler and, you know, just this, this that, that's just resonates with me. Um, the running game, uh, James Robinson, like where the fuck did this dude come from, man? He was making some highlight plays out there. Like that hurdle that he had was beautiful. Uh, I like LaVisca Chenault. I like uh, uh, DJ Shark on that team. And then their defense is slightly underrated, man. They got some playmakers on that defense. Like, I remember last week talking about them. I was like, yo, this Jacksonville Jaguars, you go look at this team. They have some solid young players on this team. C.J. Henderson, a first-round pick, had an interception. Miles Jack had 11 tackles and a sack last week. He looked really solid. And I really didn't see anything too impressive about Tennessee. Like, albeit um, the damn quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, he looks solid. Derrick Henry ran the ball over 100 yards on 30 carries. Uh, they're going to be without A.J. Brown. And this is my upset of the week, man. I got uh, I got Jacksonville pulling this one out, dude. <laughs> I got Miss Humania pulling start with a 2-0 start for Jacksonville, 24-14. I, I don't know that I've ever been more <laughs> dis- disappointed in you than I am right now. And not for your call in the game. I, I don't even mind that. I just I just am disappointed that you had to talk about, you know, inaccurate passers in a Ravens uniform and you went back to Kyle Bowler and there was not one Elvis Gerbach sighting in there at all in your in your whole conversation and that just that just hurts that hurts that there was no no elvis in there at all but uh technically I, technically technically i really didn't pay attention to elvis and during that era like i started really becoming i committed to football around 2003 that's when kyle bowler was 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 our okay okay so maybe i'm dating myself there with elvis gerbach but uh he was trash too though oh yeah he was trash. <laughs> as long as as long as we agree there yeah, yeah he's trash uh, Hey, buddy, I like your assessment. You know, you're talking about not making mistakes. How about 19 for 20 passing? Uh, that's that's pretty good, huh, for mm-hmm. a young guy. Uh, I I'm, I'm wouldn't be surprised if I saw him out there, no helmet and in jorts and just out there just, just slinging the rock around. Uh, you, you nailed it. They've got a bunch of nice receivers there. Um, I'm not as afraid of Tennessee as a lot of people are either. Me I really either. like Derrick Henry. Uh, AJ Brown is out this week for Tennessee. So that's going to, that's going to impact their offense. Corey Davis had a nice game last week, but without AJ Brown freeing up the other side of the field, I'm very interested to see how he does. And, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I I like the Jags getting seven and a half. I don't know that they win the game on the road, but I think that this could be, I I like the under here still. Uh, but we're going to call it, let's see, let's see, let's, let's call it with the Tennessee win. So we're going to go 24 to 20 Tennessee. But they're they're not going to cover the spread, and I do like this Jacksonville team. I just don't know that they're they're going to get that kind of a performance out of Mr. Minshew every single week. And I'll tell you what, they needed every bit of that 
19 out of 20 to beat the Colts last week. So I think if he, if he doesn't perform up to that standard that the Jags lose this game. And I think that's, what's going to happen. Minshew mania, baby. If he wins this game, I'm hundred percent in rooter. I'm just saying it right now for the record. Hey, if he comes out and plays really well again, he showed flashes of it last year. He absolutely did. Uh, so, hey, if he continues two games in a row in the NFL playing that kind of football, I, I don't blame you. Boom. All right. And then uh, next game on the slate here, we got L.A. L.A. Rams. So maybe, let me clarify that versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This right here, the Eagles right now are minus one. Uh, so this is basically a pick them. And uh, the over under is 45 and a half. Um, go ahead, Ruder. What you thinking? Sure, buddy. I th- I think that here, this is one of those games that if I had to, if I was picking this game last week, I would have had very different thoughts. I would have thought for sure the Rams were on the on the downward trend and the Eagles were going to be really good this year, led by Carson Wentz. And I'll tell you what, I was proven completely wrong there. These are two of the most surprising teams in, in a good way and in a bad way uh, last week for me. I, I was very shocked that the Eagles managed to lose to the football team out there in dc and i was very surprised to be honest that the rams came out there and really stifled that cowboys offense i think this rams team is a lot better than i gave them credit for i think that this is going to be a low scoring game in the same vein as that rams cowboys game because i think both defenses are, are are pretty decent and i think we're going to be looking at a a rams victory here on the road i i, I like this rams team they're they've got a couple of great receivers they play solid defense aaron donald is still an absolute monster and we're going with the under and we're calling it uh 20 to 17 la okay um <clears throat> i agree with you the, uh watching what happened to carson wentz against the washington football team he uh, he, he i mean is he going to play in this game? Like the man was just killed. Like they had what eight sacks. Like that that Washington that Washington football team front seven was dominant to say the least. Um, did you see what what uh, Aaron Donald did to that Dallas offensive line last week? Oh, he just he was scooping them up and throwing them around like it was a cartoon. I don't think I ever seen a grown man manhandle other grown men the way that Aaron Donald did that to these boys last week. So, so see, you see where I'm going with this, right? Oh yeah. Seeing what Washington did against this Eagles front seven or, or offensive line, and knowing what Aaron Donald did to Dallas offensive line, which is much better than the Eagles offensive line, I think it's going to be more of the same. I think Aaron Donald is going to completely dominate the line of scrimmage. I think that Michael Brockers is going to have some good penetration. I think that Dante, or excuse me, not Dante Fowler, uh, Floyd, and um, also the other pass rushers are going to have a field day against this equal offensive line because it is not good. Like, this is bad. Carson Wentz is going to get hurt. Drafting Jalen Hurts was an excellent idea, from especially from what I've seen from last week. And I got Dallas winning this game, or excuse me, I got L.A. winning this game. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring as well. I got it to score 17-14 L.A. Field goal victory. And, uh, yeah, I just think Aaron Aaron Donald's just going to have, like, a fucking two-and-a-half, three-sack, fucking four tackles for a loss type of game. It's just going to completely wreak havoc on this offensive line, bro. This, this Eagles team, this Eagles offensive line is not good at all. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for Wentz. <clears throat> all right. Um all right, moving forward. Uh, speaking of the Washington football team, they are playing the Arizona Cardinals. And this game right now is Arizona minus seven at home. Over under is 46 and a half. Um, Kyler Murray is awesome. Like I, <laughs> I, like, I don't know any other way to explain it. Like, this guy is phenomenal to watch. 
They gave him the ultimate weapon in DeAndre Hopkins and uh, right off the bat, 14 catches over 100 yards receiving. Should have had a touchdown, by the way. And um, yeah, just just like I like this offense. Cliff Kingsbury, he looks like he has a thing going with them. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald and the defense was surprisingly decent last week as well, albeit against the 49ers deep offense. So again, Jimmy G, eh, not too impressive. Um, I like Arizona in this game personally. I think that uh, they can go out and score some points against this Washington team, although Washington's front seven, I think, can give Kyler a little bit of trouble. I think he can use his athleticism to escape the pocket, make some plays. And uh, I got at a score of 24 to 20, just under the under, just under the over under. But uh, yeah, Arizona 24, 20. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think you're right there. I think Arizona gives it to him. I think it's going to be, it's going to be an under only because I don't think that uh, Washington's going to put up many points. Uh, Chandler, Chandler Jones and that Cardinals defense looked really good. That was an understated thing from that game. A lot of people were talking about Kyler Murray as well. They should be obviously DeAndre Hopkins, big performance was a huge plus for them, but that defense looked really good too. Uh, they kind of had that San Francisco offense, which could be pretty potent. Uh, please keep in mind that that 20 points that the 49ers put up, that was after a 75 yard fluky touchdown was given up where Mostert got free uh, out of the backfield and caught a pass for 75 yards early, early in the game. You take that away. They held a very good 49ers team to 13 points. Uh, you know, again, weird anomaly aside, uh, you know, that was a very good defensive performance from the Cardinals. Uh, I think that also rather fluky was that win over, uh, the Eagles for the Washington football club here. And I think that that doesn't get repeated this week. I could see like 30 to seven, I think just Arizona, just all over them. I think you could see a repeat of what you saw when, when your, your bad boys out there in Baltimore went out there and just smoked Cleveland. I think we could see more of the same here. Uh, Cause that, that Cardinals offense is for real. Cliff Kingsbury is for real. And I think a second year with, with, with Cliff is going to be great for, for Kyler Murray. So Bird Card- game, baby. Cardinals win big, man. Cardinals I don't know. Big. I was going to do like a Cardinal call, but I don't know like how they sound. So oh, I don't know what they sound like at all. So I'm going to not do that. <laughs> yeah, please, please don't do that for, for all of us involved. Don't do that. <laughs> all right, moving on, man. We got four more games to cover. Uh, KC versus the LA Chargers in LA. Uh, by the way, Ruder, did you take a look at that beautiful stadium out there in LA, man? Just, wow. just, just downright gorgeous. Wow. It was, it was really cool to look at. They say that the way that roof is constructed, they say that you can get like a suntan through that roof because it's like this, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. A selectively permeable membrane or something like that, where it allows certain things to pass through like sunlight and things. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty sweet, man. It's, it's really, really something to see out there. And it's a shame. My goodness, what a shame. They spent, you know, so much money on this place, uh, you know, to see some of the first games out there in Vegas, uh, first games in this new stadium, and it's kind of uh, empty. It's a shame. But, yeah, the stadium looks amazing. Yeah, and uh, a fun drinking game for however many times you said. It's such a beautiful stadium, man. You take a drink, you would have been drunk. Um KC is favored in this game, minus eight and a half over under is 47 and a half. And uh, yeah, I think you just got to go with KC. Like, I think you got to pick KC until you actually see them lose at this point. Um, Super reigning champs. They just look true to form last week against Houston, like especially like basically when the second quarter uh, began, they just scored 17 unanswered or, you know, 20. Like They just scored. They couldn't be stopped. Um, Patrick Mahomes looks awesome. I was a uh, real quick, real quick story. I was watching some highlights from Patrick Mahomes 2018 season 
and then uh, kind of watch some highlights from the 2019 season and then watch that game against Houston. Like the dude, the, ele- the, the evolution of this dude, man, you just see him get better and better and better in like such a short amount of time is ridiculous. Best quarterback, best player in the league right now, in my opinion. And uh, I think that although Chargers usually do play the Kansas City Chiefs pretty well, um, I just think that their offense is kind of limited now. Like Tyrod, I love him to death, but I don't think he's going to be able to keep pace with this with this uh, KC team. I got it at a score of uh, 28 to 17 KC, and I think it's going to be even worse than that because I think it's, it's going to get like a garbage time touchdown in the fourth quarter when like KC pretty much are resting their starters. And uh, yeah, I'm rolling with KC in this one, bro. Okay. I'm with you if I'm I'm with you in spirit on the whole idea of it's very, very hard to bet against Kansas City. What I will say if we if we want to go down a little chain with me here, uh, we saw that just yesterday, okay, uh, game of week two, the first game of week two on Thursday, we saw the Browns just give it to the Bengals. Okay. Follow me here. Week one, the Ravens just blow out the Browns, right? So we're not saying that this is a good Browns team, okay? And yet they managed to put up 35 on the hapless Bengals. The same Bengals team was a double leg cramp of Randy Bullock away from tying the game against the Chargers in a game where the Chargers only put up 16 points. Double, so I think leg, cramp. double leg cramp, double, double calf cramp. That's, that's brutal. Should that's have, uh, should have had some potassium before the game, right? You got to Got to get that. Uh, got to get a banana in. You got to get some Gatorade in. Should have drunk more water. Should it, should have stayed hydrated. If Randy Bullock had listened to the show week in and week out, like I'm sure some of our listeners do, what would he know to do, Bryce? He would know to drink more water. Drink more water. Stay hydrated, Randy. Come on, man. T-shirt coming soon. That's right. That's drink more water, S-Y-E. But on that note, I just I don't see how this Chargers team competes. Um, for that reason, I kind of like the under here. Um, believe it or not, in a Kansas City Chiefs game, you can see the under. And... Buddy, you nailed it again when you said that we are seeing a different Patrick Mahomes. We saw when he first came out a gunslinger Mahomes, just whipping it all over the field. Honestly, making some poor choices a lot of times. You could see that if there was ever a knock on Patrick Mahomes because he's so vis- physically gifted. I think he he leaned on that athleticism. He leaned on that arm strength and made some poor decisions. Now I saw him because I watched the whole game. I see him coming up to the line of scrimmage, audibling, calling into runs. Uh, I don't think that it's a surprise. That's why Clyde Edwards Hilaire was able to run for 135 yards and currently leads the league in rushing. Uh, this is an efficient, scary Patrick Mahomes. And I think the chiefs are just going to be all over them, albeit in a little bit more low scoring way. We're going to call it like 28, 28 to 10. So all over them efficiency, they're going to destroy them, but we're going to see, we're going to see an under here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, man, he's so good. Just, just, I love it. There it is. I love it. Uh, moving on, three more games. Can I announce this one? Oh yeah, please do okay. so. Okay. So our next game is a four twenty-five start coming out of Houston, and we are looking at your Baltimore Ravens. Big trust. Whoop whoop. Against the Houston Texans, I wanted to announce this one so I could say, Bryce, what are your thoughts? All right. So, um, last week. For my Ravens, I predicted a blowout over the Cleveland Browns and um, nailed it. Yeah, you know, not to toot my own horn, but uh, toot toot. And um, yeah, Houston didn't look too hot against the KC Chiefs last week. They're at home. They got Deshaun Watson. Um, awesome. I love Deshaun to death, man. Awesome quarterback. Uh, they got J.J. Watt. You know, they're going to mention his name 30 times. Uh, they got 
Brandon Cooks. They got Will Fuller. And, you know, they got David Johnson. He scored a touchdown, you know. But, um, yeah, this, this, this is my lock of the week, Rooter. This is going to be a blowout. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the, 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 the evolution continues with this man. Um, he, I think he has the potential to be, I think, all right, let me find my words. I think he could go down right now as one of the top three most talented quarterbacks that we've ever seen. Now I'm not saying best, I'm saying talented. And every time I see this dude plays, I just see him hone this talent and just keeps getting better and better and better and better. And now it's to the point like that Cleveland game I watched, He's reading defenses. He's stepping up against pressure. He's not panicking. Um, like I said, I was watching the 2018 highlights. I was watching the Chiefs and Ravens game from that from that year. And uh, you just seem like a rookie Lamar Jackson just get rattled in the pocket anytime somebody send a rush and he's fumbling and everything of that nature there. This Lamar Jackson is literally just like a hundred times better uh, version of that one there. And I love what I'm seeing from my quarterback. This offense is so dynamic. We got a bunch of just speed receivers and big tight end in the middle and Mark Andrews, and we're just going to run the ball down their throat. And our defense is much improved. We got the best secondary in the NFL, in my opinion. And uh, I got it in score of 35 to 10. I think we're just going to come out there. We're going to do what we did to them last year. Lamar Jackson is just going to pick this defense apart. The Texans, I can't like Bill O'Brien is not a good head coach. He just, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of his Deshaun Watson. I think he can, you know, potentially make some magic happen, but you, you take away his best receiver, uh, David Johnson is oh he's solid and healthy. The offensive line is still not good. I think he's gonna have a rough day against my defense. And uh, yeah, I like I like Baltimore. I like the uh, I like the over and um, oh, excuse me, I like the under and uh, big trust. Woo woo. All right, man. I'm I'm with you, and I'm going to say something that it's a hot take. Might not be the popular opinion, but I think that Lamar Jackson is not the MVP of this year's Baltimore Raiders. Excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens. And the man who is, uh, I think you know him, uh, Mr. Eric DaCosta. Uh, what, what do you know about him, the, uh, the the GM there out there in Baltimore? Uh, you uh, know, just just, just just Ozzy's understudy who just completely just does what he does, you know, just, this, just find talent for, for bargains. This guy has put together a roster just top to bottom. Like, it's incredible. In, in this era of, of free agency, in this era of... Uh, you know, trade happy GMs in, in this era where you see all of the ability uh, for scouts to see every game with advanced analytics. It's incredible that they were able to put this team together. What had me thinking that is I watched, I watched the, the game this week. And what I saw was a player who last year had a great success at tight end. You mentioned him, Mark Andrews. Uh, what I thought he was is I thought he was a product of that offense. I didn't think he was anything special. I thought with those three tight end sets, he was able to find some space against some linebackers and sure, make some plays. He had the catch of the week this week. Mm -hmm. He looked unstoppable. He looked like Gronk in his prime, uh, albeit against the, the, not the greatest defense in the world out there in Cleveland. I don't think they're going to be winning any defensive awards this year, but uh, that one-handed catch in the end zone, uh, he looks like a real threat. Uh, He's really good. I I really like the dimension that Hollywood Brown brings to that team as a deep threat. And I think you're absolutely right. Well, you nailed it when you said maybe not the greatest QB of all time, because although I think he's a great thrower of the football, he's not like the greatest, but his, his overall ability to, to be in the game and uh, to run when necessary, but not as a first instinct, he's his work ethic that I've heard so much about. Um, 
You know, it, it reminds me of Michael Vick, but with a work ethic and a better head on his shoulders, which is really scary. Uh, but Eric DaCosta, what a roster top to bottom that he put together and all the turmoil that there could have been with uh, the loss of Earl Thomas there and the way that all went down. You could see lesser teams crumble, but this this team looks like a juggernaut. Uh, I think even on the road here, uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big win for them. I'm giving them like maybe 31-14 somewhere along those lines. Uh, so I'm calling the under. But man, what what a job! What a well constructed team. And whew, Baltimore is gonna be tough to beat this year, man. You, you've got you've you've hitched your horse to a good wagon there. I'll tell you that. Yeah, man. I've never been excited about Ravens football in terms of offense. Now it's just like, yo, hopefully defense can turn these boys over so we can get our offense back on the field so I can watch more Lamar Jackson score points. It's, it's such a beautiful feeling. That's that's interesting that you said that. You know, the the Ravens teams in the past were really predicated on their their great defenses, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the Ray Lewis era and the, the Ed Reed era and, and all that kind of thing. They they for <laughs> under the Trent Dilfer uh, Ravens, they went. I want to say it was like five or six weeks in a row without scoring an offensive touchdown, and they won like five of those games. It, w- it was incredible to watch that defense. And now, like you said, just. I mean, maybe the most exciting offense in football. You could, you know, people could say the Chiefs and Mahomes, but they, they kind of just methodically move the ball down the field. The Ravens, they're just incredible to watch. Lamar is exciting. Hollywood Brown is exciting. Uh, Mark Andrews is is cool to watch. J.K. Dobbins, rookie to, running back, two touchdowns last yeah, week, baby. Uh, an amazing dynamic player that they they pulled out there late, late in the first round. How this guy was still second available. Round. Second round, excuse me. Yes, late in the second round. Uh, don't know how that how that happens. Um, and not to mention Mark Ingram still hanging out there. So that's a, that's a hell of a team. They're, they're really fun to watch. And uh, I'm glad for you, man. You, you got a winner there. Thanks, man. Feels good. Looking forward to Sunday. All right. Um, Sunday night game. Speaking of Sunday. Well, we talked about Sunday anyways. This New is... England versus the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, man. Take it away. Game of the week right here for me. This is, this is one that's going to be cool to watch. I think it's going to be cool to watch because uh, fingers crossed. Uh, I hope that Seattle just just gives it to them. That would be nice to see on Sunday night. Just a, a Patriots just just get it on on Sunday night. But uh, man, watching Russ whew, thirty-one of thirty-five, uh, and not just dink and dunk thirty-one of thirty-five either. He was tossing the ball around downfield. Hit DK Metcalf for a nice long one. Uh, the fact that they're at home and and only four-point favorites. I don't know. That's one of those that has me scared a little bit. Sometimes when, when you think to yourself, Ooh, Seattle's just going to give it to them at home. Yeah. They're the Patriots, but this, this isn't your uncle's Patriots. You know, this isn't your granddaddy's Patriots. These are, these are a little bit different, uh, you know, pound the ball, low scoring Patriots. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see Seattle having much of a problem with them. Uh, I, I do like the under, which is set at, you know, the over unders at 45. I do like the under here. Cause I just don't see the Patriots putting up much, against Bobby Wagner and that defense. Uh, maybe they're not what they were in the Legion of Boom era, but very good Seahawks team. I think they win by by at least 10. We're going to call it uh, 20, 27-13 Seahawks. Hey, Seahawks. Um, I want to do that one day. I want to go to that stadium and do that. Um, Doesn't their stadium look cool? That big, that big open air stadium it looks like that big funnel and the 12th man going crazy there that that's, that's a road trip right there buddy yeah that's that's definitely um on my bucket list of nfl stadiums to visit i gotta be a part of that opening ceremony where that horn is blaring see hogs they raise the flag for the 12th man like that stadium goes hard it's loud there man I, it, it looks awesome there seattle was always a team that i really liked 
uh, again, dating myself here, but going back, if I had like an NFC team, I always really liked Seattle going back to the day of like Tommy Kane and Brian blades back in the day, they had dual receivers that were pretty cool. Sean Alexander was one of my favorites. So, uh, yeah, man, Seattle, I'm ha- I'm happy to see that they've got such a great player in Russell Wilson, happy to see some success for these guys. So I'll go um, there with you, buddy. Yeah. We got to set that one up when COVID breaks. Um, okay. This game, I was going kind of back and forth on Reuter and, uh, in my mind, I was like, okay, this is either going to be a Seattle blowout or it's going to be a close win for New England. And don't ask me why I was thinking that way. I just like these teams, like when you just, like you said, you just think that Seattle's going to go in there and just manhandle this, this undermanned Patriots team because it's not really a, a, a talented team. But I don't know, man. It's just something about Bill Belichick, man. It's just, it's just something about this dude that he just, just gets it like he just knows everything that you need to know about football his players are always going to be prepared and uh i i went with the upset rooter <laughs> i went with the upset man i got the patriots winning this game 17 14 cam newton looked really good against albeit against your miami dolphins but um he looks solid and uh that game was close to being a blowout if the kill harry doesn't fumble that I didn't know at the at the in the back of the end zone a touchdown um the defense was pretty solid again albeit against Miami but I think that they I don't know I just think Bill Belichick is going to come out with a game plan where he's able to kind of neutralize uh Russell Wilson and it may be by him just doing like a ball control style offense you're just going to pound the rock with Cam Newton and and uh Sony Michelle and Rex Burkshead and I just think it's be a low scoring, grinded out New England Patriots victory, 17 14. Really? I, just, I don't feel good about I, this pick. I really don't feel good about it, honestly. I'm staying away from this game in terms of betting, but I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm rolling with it. I just, I just don't see how the Seahawks get stifled by this Patriots defense. I just don't, I don't see it. I think that Seattle could be just absolutely all over these guys. I, th- I think you're right. You, you know, you might see it go one way or the other. Um, I just, I don't see the Patriots winning this game at all. Although, Again, the spread makes me nervous. And I think the spread is is so low just because it's – I think people have this thought of Belichick and the Patriots in their mind where it's just they're still the Patriots, you know, and I, I don't know that that's the case anymore. Uh, it's – I almost feel like because they played my Dolphins in week one who are, you know, they're not there yet, right? This is not a, a roster that's ready for prime time. I'll, I'll put it that way to be as nice as possible. Uh, it's almost as though we didn't see them week one. Yeah. Right. I mean, we saw a little bit with Cam, you know, Cam seemed like his old self running around, but Cam threw for 155 yards in today's NFL against a not very good Dolphins team. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that translates against a better football team like Seattle. And uh, I'd, I'd agree with you. Betters beware on this one. I, I'd, I'd stay away from this one. Yeah, this one. I'm just I'm not trusting it. Like, uh, I'm not. Shout out to Cam. Man. He looked like he was having fun out there, too. Yeah, it, I loved it. It, it was, it was I, I good seeing it. that. I loved good. it. He looked like he was for the first time seeing a happy cam in in several years. So, but ball control offense, Ruder. That's how they're going to win this game. If they uh, control the clock, you know, win the time of possession game, they're able to. Let's say if they rush for over two hundred yards against the Seattle defense, then I think that they win this game. Like if you see that stat line, two hundred yards rushing for New England, then count that as a New England victory. I could see that. I just think that if there's a if there's a part of the Seahawks defense that's good. I, again, I mentioned Bobby Wagner. It's stuff in the run. Uh, I feel like they're susceptible to the pass, but uh, I don't know. I'm interested. I, this is why it's the game of the week for me. I'm very excited for this game. Uh, it's what I'm really looking forward to, maybe more than more than most. So 
By the way, fun fact, these teams have not played since 2016. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. Every four years, you know. They should do this like once. They, like they should play like at least once a year. Like that should be one of those games. But it's a good matchup. Yeah. All right. And last but not least, we got the Monday Nighter, the New Orleans Saints versus the Las Vegas Raiders. All right. Raider, uh, Ruder, I'm sorry. The Saints are favored minus five and a half. Over under is 48 and a half. Um, Ruder, go ahead. Talk to the people. What you thinking? I'm going to bring it home here. I think that the Raiders defense is terrible. I actually like their offense a lot. I think Josh Jacobs is a star in the making. Uh, he was sneaky, really good last year, and nobody really gave him much credit for that around the league. You didn't hear like a lot of, wow, Josh Jacobs is awesome. You know, you hear a lot of uh, like towards, the, especially the back half of the year, a lot about Derrick Henry, a lot about Kenyon Drake, a lot about Zeke, of course, a lot about Chubb, you know, and, and rightfully so. A lot of these guys are very good, but Josh Jacobs is quietly one of the better running backs in the NFL. Uh, but what that Saints defense did to to Tampa Bay and what the Saints offense, I think, is ca- capable of doing against a very bad Raiders team. Uh, you know, you got to think only getting five and a half at home. Uh, this this could be another high scoring game. You know, I, I really like Josh Jacobs to maybe punch another one in the end zone. I, I like Derek Carr more than most people do. I think him and Waller are a nice little combination there. But I think the Saints win this one even on the road. Uh, I'm going to call it the over. We're going to go 30, 31, 31 to 23. So it's going to be an, a, a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And uh, the, the Saints win on the road. Okay. Um, so going back to Tampa Bay versus New Orleans last week, Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. If I asked you who was the better quarterback that game, who would you say? Whew, that's that's a great question. Um you're going to laugh at me, but I feel like, you know, as much as we, we, we kind of criticized Tom Brady earlier, I, I saw a very different Drew Brees. I saw a very much check down Drew Brees. Um, he didn't seem like he could get the ball to his receivers. Uh, 10 of his 18 completions went to non-wide receivers. Um, and they just, they, he didn't look like he could sling that rock anymore. Uh, even one of the deeper passes in the game, uh, he he actually like did a flea flicker over to Taysom Hill, who threw for 38 yards uh, on one play. And that just kind of says to me that he doesn't really have that ability to sling the rock anymore. Whereas Brady, again, we I commented on it earlier, a couple pass interferences away from having over 300 yards passing. So, uh, but all that being said, this is still a very, very good Saints team with a very good head coach and a very efficient offense that I think is still going to put up points this year. Okay. So we and I agree that Tom Brady was a better quarterback in that game. And I just said that Tom Brady looked trash in that game. Drew Brees looked even worse. Whew. He, 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 he looks, he looks terrible. Ruder. He looks bad. You know, it's bad where, where to throw a deep ball. They got to do a fucking flea flicker with Taysom Hill. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like this dude can't throw the ball 20 yards down the field no more, dude. He can't like it's it's and I don't know if it's rust and we'll see this game. Maybe he has to shake off the rust. He looks bad. The offense looks bad. Like the, the quarterback is not good. They had a bunch of just a bunch of gadget plays just to get the ball down the field. And like the receivers, they're missing. Their, their two receivers are probably not going to play in this game. They're two top receivers. Michael Thomas has a high ankle sprain. He's done for a couple of weeks. 
Emmanuel Sanders has not practiced. He's probably not going to play Sunday. So they're going to be relying on uh, the tight end, Jared Cook, for majority of the game, and then Alvin Kamara, and then the running running back, uh, Latavius Murray. So <clears throat> maybe they try to go out there and establish a running game, try to work off some play action for Drew Brees. But, um, like, he doesn't look good, man. I, I was not impressed. The defense for, for New Orleans, I am impressed with. I think that they can definitely give this Las Vegas uh, Raiders team some trouble, especially if the Raiders offensive line, like they go, looks like they got some injuries on the offensive line incognito. He didn't, he was limited in practice. Trent Brown did not practice. And then also their center Rodney Hudson did not practice. So that could play a big factor in this game for them. However, I do not trust this Las Vegas Raider or uh, excuse me, this New Orleans Saints offense right now, especially with Drew Brees under center. He did not look good whatsoever. Alvin Kamara, as awesome as he is, he is not really a true three-down running back. Like, there's a reason why, like, the like uh, they always had that that bell cow running back to pair with them when it was from Mark Ingram, and now it's uh, Murray. Um, he's, you know, just a typical scat back that you want to try to get the ball in his hands in open space. And uh, I, I, I picked the upset. Again, I picked another upset, man. I picked Las Vegas to win this game. Um, I don't trust Drew Brees. I don't trust his arm. You know, he looks old. He doesn't look mobile in the pocket. Like it just seems like if his read ain't there, he can't move around in the pocket to create, to create time anymore. He just goes down or just throws it away. Like he uh, just, it was bad footballs watching from him and like the gadget plays and shit like that. Like Taysom Hill looked like the better quarterback just from the one throw. <laughs> like he's able to throw the ball 40 yards down the field. Um, I picked, I picked the Vegas to win this one, 29, 16, man. <laughs> okay. Like, hey. I, I don't, I'm not, not, the crazy part is I'm not even a Carr fan. Like, I'm not, I hate John Gruden. I think he's terrible. I'm not a big David Carr fan. Is it Derek Carr? I'm not a big Carr fan. Um, but I do like Josh Jacobs. I think that they can potentially find some success running the football. And uh, I think the Raiders defense can can do well against this New Orleans offense because it's not the same high-powered New Orleans offense that we've known and loved over the last couple of years. It's just not. Drew Brees is not the same quarterback whatsoever. Hey, I, I love the take, man. I saw the same thing. I agree with you there. I just think that the Saints as a team are are much better up and down the roster. Now, again, Michael Thomas looks like he's going to be out this week and for a couple of weeks, we'll see what that does. Uh, they were able to move the football without him, you know, albeit just kind of dumping off to running backs and, and to Jared Cook. But uh, I think that 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 defense is good enough, but, uh, Hey, it should be some great games, man. Sunday night. Yeah. We'll have something to talk about Monday yes, night. We'll have something to talk about. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be, should be another great week of football. Yeah. Like you heard Ruder, man, you will hear from us again, Sunday night. So when the games wrap up, we would do an episode and that'd be released, uh, Sunday night, morning, Monday morning. So you guys will be able to check that out, but we did it, Ruder. We did it, man. We made um, it. Hopefully whoever listening to this, you guys take this knowledge that we just dropped on you. You go earn some money. Cause I know I'm gonna bet them about about three or four games myself, and uh, yeah, man. Hopefully we can get this rocking, keep this going. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. Another shout out to uh, to DraftKings Sportsbook here because uh, who knew we could just go right on here and just bet some football, some over unders. It's awesome. What an interface. It's clean. It's nice. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, DraftKings free plug for y'all, man. You know we waiting for a sponsor, so holla at us. Hey, they earned it. This it looks great. That app yeah, it looks do. great. It is legitimate. It, it, it does it look awesome. awesome. Yeah, this is this is really well laid out. So easy, intuitive, and that and is. no, we're not sponsored here. That's just that's just free, free <laughs> goodwill is what we're handing out right now. Go bet some money. Go win some money. Drink some water. We will talk to you guys on Sunday or Monday morning, whichever time you listen to it. Take care. Where do you got anything to add? 
No, you already said drink the water. We mentioned that earlier. Randy Bullock, drink some water. You know what I mean? You want calf cramps or you want to you want to kick a, a game tying field goal? Eat some Easy. bananas. Eat <laughs> some bananas. Water. Drink your water. <laughs> stretch your calves. And have a great rest of your weekend. <laughs>